0: This is the Enterprise Now podcast. Prepare to be inspired. Financing is a critical part of starting or growing a business. If you need financing for your business, credit line one is number one for business, personal and real estate credit lines. Credit Line 1 offers no upfront cost financing for your business, personal, or real estate needs. Head over to CreditLine1.com slash enow to get started. That's CreditLine1.com slash enow.
1: Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now,
0: your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, enterprisers? Welcome to episode 72 of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. In this episode, I chat with Chandler Walker of Out of the Cave Media. We talk about hard work, focus, and how building relationships is key to building a successful business. We chat about how the economy is shifting toward a freelance economy and how there must be a mindset shift in order to take advantage of the coming wave. We also talk about understanding your long-term path to success and how to position yourself to be ready for the fire. All right, let's dig in. All right, Chandler, can I get an oh yeah?
1: Oh yeah.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, First of all, thank you so much for agreeing to chat with me today. Um, uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulties there to get started, but I think that's important to mention because, as entrepreneurs, those things are going to happen, and it's, it's important that you're able to kind of pick up the pieces and flow and go with the flow. So, uh, so thank you for bearing with us through that. Uh, and the the first thing that I that I like to ask guests is to tell to tell me about themselves. But I had a little caveat to that. I want to know about you, but I want you to go all the way back to the day you were born, or you can start current day. Tell us about yourself.
1: Oh, man, we can go way back. So my first experience being kind of in the entrepreneurship land and learning about this kind of stuff was driving to work when I was about, I think I was like 10 with my dad. We'd go to job sites. He would work on selling customers, talk to them about what they're doing. I thought it was super boring, but I always went with him because I got donuts and orange juice on the way. And then when I turned about 14, he said, all right, I'm going to show you what it's like to do your own thing. So you're going to come to work with me for the summer and went with him for the summer, decided it was the worst thing in the history of the world. And so naturally, I jumped into it myself when I was an adult. Uh, but I found that it w- I realized that young that it was uh get up early, get home late. Sometimes there was no clock. And so you were always on. He was out selling, doing his thing. And it was a really cool experience to see that young, to see how much hard work and focus goes into running and opening and doing your own business. And so I graduated high school, uh, didn't work with him very much anymore because I was young and I thought it was really hard work. And I wanted to play and skateboard and do things all day. So I went to college for biology and biochemistry and kind of started learning about the human relationship and human emotions and I really started to learn and understand what people were going to do before they even did it. And what this did was it, I started a blog at the same time called Stone Age Fuel. And the blog was back in 2009, probably. And it was just off the the old blogger platform. And back then it was like the bee's knees. It was like Facebook. Like, oh, you got to be on blogger, you're blogging. And so we blogged about fallacies in the supplement industry in comparison to what we saw in like a biochemical perspective. And that turned into being invited to travel to seminars around the country and talk about our thoughts and ideas. And then that turned into opening up our first business, our brick and mortar gym, we call Stone Age Fuel here in Reno. And Stone Age Fuel was a boutique relationship focused gym where we brought people in in a one on one environment, prepped them for success, gave them what we call the coach for life. And Really created our own demographic and market. And then from Stone Age Fuel, it turned into me going and moving into a position on a in a consulting company, a a large one with 200 people around the world they consult with. And I was a CMO for that for a a while and still consult with them as a CMO. And from there, I decided, well, two is not enough. You got to open more. So I'm going to go for a third. And from that, we opened up Out of the Cave Media, which we call it a relationship-focused and customer-centric organization. And our goal is to teach businesses, customers, and employees how to build a culture of caring and make sure that that culture of caring is exhibited to the employees, to the customers, to from the business, and everybody understands and feels like they're part of that story. And the culmination of this whole thing was learning stuff about relationships and biochem, selling with my father, and then moving into the marketing officer position, everything just leads into everything.
0: I want to take a, uh, a a backtrack slightly a little bit because I want to get to know you a little bit better. So what what's your favorite thing to do? Uh,
1: my favorite thing to do hands down is create content and just open up my phone and talk and it, let my ideas and emotions out and express myself to the people paying attention. And what I found is People really appreciate that. They appreciate the realness and the openness of it and the humanistic characteristic. And I think that's why I like the media organization so much because that's what we do.
0: What's, uh, what's your superpower?
1: My superpower is the fact that I can construct a sentence from anything anybody says, which I can also turn into like a little a rap battle. So I have my little interns dance and then I'll do the rap and... We go back and forth, and it's come down it comes down to wit.
0: Now you set yourself up for this. You do know that, right? Oh
1: yeah, this is gonna be exciting. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> let's uh, let's 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 put this to the test. You said that you can make a, a sentence out of anything, yeah, and you make a little rap to it. So I'm gonna put you on the spot. Well, let's do it. So 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 how does this work? Do I I give you a couple of words and then you you go from there, or?
1: Yeah. So in the in the gym and the organizations, they say that I have trigger words and they're always like, don't trigger Chandler. He'll get he'll get on it.
0: OK, OK. So they
1: always they always tell me it's terrible, but I think it's great.
0: All right. Let's try it. So I'll give you a word and then you just go with it. Yeah. All right. Uh, bubble.
1: So the bubble is here. The bubble is near. I ain't clear, but I'm going to take the bubble down here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. OK, we got, oh, one more, one more, one more. Um, Let's see. Uh, uh Fan.
1: Whoa, look at that fan billowing in the wind. I ain't gonna take that fan down because it's keeping me cool. I ain't that cool because it's hot over here. It's hot over there. It's hot up in here. It's hot everywhere.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Now, that to me, to me, that's what it's all about having fun and just kind of displaying that personality. You mentioned relationships. So let's talk about that a little bit. How important are relationships? our relationships in business?
1: Oh, man, I look at the relationships as the keystone and the foundation. The more relationships you can build and leverage between not only yourself and your customers, but strategic partners and employees, the more likely it is you're gonna have a strong bond with the people connected to your brand. And the more likely it is you're going to be able to build your brand to a level to where people actually care about what you're doing, and they want to keep coming back for more.
0: In your opinion, has that changed over the years? Has it always been all about relationships? Or uh, as we have moved into the social media um, sort of um, everything laid bare age, has it, been, has it become more important or has it always been that way?
1: So I think we've seen a huge shift in the ter- in the uh, economy we're experiencing in terms of how brands are interacting with customers. So in the past it was like a brand centric economy. So we had to look at it, whereas the, the brand said the things and didn't listen to anybody, and that was the end of the story. Then, with the advent of social media and the advent with the ability of the consumer to talk in real time and review, we moved into like a customer centric or customer driven economy, and that was where the brand says things. They have to listen to what the customers say. They have to listen to what the employees say, and they have to react and respond based off that.
0: Now, how how do you and your company, your companies, navigate around that? Because as you said today, in today's world, if you have a bad experience at the gym or if you know you have a um, a disgruntled uh, customer or something like that they're on Twitter they're on social media and they let you have it <laughs> how do you how do you navigate those waters
1: so i think it's you have to be engaging you have to be available when they comment i mean people want responses immediately I think people, a lot of people go wrong with when they get a negative comment to ignore it. Uh, when we get a negative inc- comment, if we do, we engage with it. Like, hey, what went wrong? Let's jump on a call. What can we do to make it better? And then we fix it. and We create a better, a more like a higher level raving fan after that. But I think it starts from understanding what we call like your long-term path to, su- to success. Where does the customer first interact with me? What happens? What are the decisions that happens along the way? And how do I make sure that we're always in the right position? What are they saying at each parameter? Am I responding and react to what they're, what they're saying? Are we getting positive or negative feedback? How do we fix it? When we do get cancellations, because it happens in business, if you have a, like a service-based industry or whatever you're selling, what, how can we talk to the customers at the cancellation point point, make sure they leave happy or they come back because we weren't providing them what they needed? And so it's, I think it comes down to fundamentally like listening to your customers and listening to your employees the boots on the ground. What's going on? What are they saying? How are they reacting and responding to it? And are we using the words that they're using to actually leverage our brand moving forward? Uh,
0: One of the things that we talk about on the show a lot is mindsets, because I think that no matter what it is that you're doing, if you have the proper mindset, you set yourself up for success. How do you overcome challenges from the perspective of when, when Chandler's presented with a challenge or a problem? what's your mindset going into that and how do you overcome it
1: yeah so i have the probably a, a high level overview thinking of i know what i'm going to do and i know when something goes wrong i'm already antici- i think the key that fixes it for me is i'm anticipating things going wrong when i come into it and i already have plan a b c and d established And then I have plan Z for when all those fail as well. So I know when I go into something, especially if it's something new, I know I'm going to be walking straight into fire and I have to be ready to adapt and respond quickly based off what happens. And for me, I think that makes you a really good leader at the same time because you're ready to go in there. You're ready to lead. You're ready to fix things when they go wrong and adjust and modify when the roof is on fire and your employees don't know what to do. And you can pull everybody back in, which makes you the keystone of your organization.
0: You mentioned before that you studied biology in in college. At what point did you know or or realize the tie in between what you studied and what you ended up starting with um with Stone Age Fuel?
1: Probably when we started it, I realized it was probably towards the beginning because I knew we wanted to do something holistic and something close to healthcare because I had already been through the whole pre-med pathway. But I knew I didn't really want to be in the physician position. I wanted to be in a position to where I could interact with people and give them health and fitness goals that they can attain and be like the catalyst between healthcare and fitness.
0: You mentioned that you had kind of explored the pre-med route. What about that? I guess what was the trigger to say that's not what I want to do and and how would how did you how were you able to pivot and go a different direction?
1: Yeah, so I found in college quickly that there was things that I liked to study a lot, and then there was things that I just could care less about. And a lot of my peers were focused on what is on the test? How do I pass the test? Who cares what I learned afterward? Let's get out of here. And for me, it was, well, I'm really into this subject and I'm going to learn a lot of this. I don't care about anything else but this I'm going to go head on for. And I realized going through med school that it was all it mostly or pre med it was mostly just about how can I game the test in the system. Then I got into precepting and starting to get closer to the med school pathway and I started interacting a little bit and realized that I didn't necessarily want to be the guy prescribing pills for a living. And that was one of the big killers for me. I wanted to be the guy who could hold your hand and help you along the way, but didn't have the capabilities to give you pills or give you anything that would be a band-aid for your fitness. So I wanted to be the guy who could fix you in a better way.
0: Talk a little bit about hard work and focus. You mentioned that those are some of the 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 skills or the the concepts that you learn from your dad. How do you how do you leverage that? Because a lot of people work hard, but they still don't achieve high levels of success. So how do you work hard and focus and achieve success?
1: Oh man, I think it comes down to mindfulness. And mindfulness is, it's not sitting there doing yoga. Mindfulness is, what am I doing right now in the present space of time? And how am I consistently and constantly aware of what I'm doing? And when I fall off track, how do I pull myself back in quickly and get back to what I was doing? And so when I'm doing things and I'm working, I'm working hard, but I'm mindful of what I'm doing. I don't get distracted. If I fall on, if I end up on Facebook doing something I'm, I'm not doing right there, I pull myself back in. If I end up in a conversation outside of what I need to be doing, I pull myself back out of it. And so I think one of the biggest pieces to being able to work hard and stay focused is being mindful of what you're doing at the present state and time. And if you can do that, you can be hyper-focused and get a lot accomplished.
0: Help me with this, Chandler, because um, I I coach business owners and entrepreneurs, okay? And one of the things that, I I don't want to use the word, frustrates me, but one of the challenges that I see is the lack of focus. It's like one minute, they're, they're here, the next minute, they're there. And it's like, as a fellow entrepreneur, how do we focus on that one thing?
1: Yeah. So, the focus has to be, and I found you have to organize your day into or your your life and your business into phases of strategic planning and so when I talk to people about like what do how do you stay organized? how do you stay focused, and how do you put yourself in a position to where you always know what you're doing, and I organize myself my four phases of strategic planning, I try to organize into our discovery phase what am I doing tomorrow? Uh, does it make sense? Is it the direction I need to be going? Why am I doing it is what are the pitfalls that could happen? Once discovery phase is over, now I'm planning it. Okay, now I'm planning my day. It's all planned out. It's mapped out. We're good to go. Execution. Okay, my day is being executed. Am I staying according to plan? And then post-execution analysis. Did my day go well? Did it not? Did I fall off track? Did I end up watching cat videos on YouTube? What went right and what went wrong? And then so your whole day can be planned around these phases, or you can plan these into like quarterly progress goals. So what was my progress like? Did I stay on my phases? Did I not? And so for me one of the big ways I say focused. And I think the other thing with entrepreneurs and especially business owners who jumped into it, but didn't necessarily have the mindset that they were going to enter the suck immediately, they, they don't understand what it's going to be like and how much work is involved and how focused you need to be and how much strategy is organized around business. Because it's, it's not just head down, eyes forward, focus and work. It's intelligent focus and work and strategic planning and always having Three hundred and sixty-five days from now, mapped out in your head, and you're always thinking about it. You're going to bed thinking about it. You're waking up thinking about it. And You're always in a position to where you're positioning yourself for long-term success.
0: I'm just going to let you know, Chandler. I'm going to steal that from you. You use the term intelligent work. That's right. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you credit for it for the first few <laughs> times, but then after that, it's all mine. It's all I, yours. I love that. <laughs> intelligent work, not dumb work. Yeah. Because they they both work, mm-hmm. but one of them will will get you um, to a, a higher level of success. The other is kind of like the the hamster on the the hamster wheel. You you are working really hard, but you are you are not really going anywhere. Exactly. You mentioned before you have the Stone Age Fuel Gym, and you have Out of the Cave Media. What um what made you start the gym?
1: So the gym I wanted to start because I wanted something that allowed me to basically pursue my own path make my own direction and create my own industry that wasn't necessarily in the highly regulated medical field. So I didn't want to be the guy to prescribe pills and do a lot of that. I wanted to be the guy who could organize a system and a structure and a business that can be the catalyst to bridge the gap between healthcare and regular fitness. And so we've done that. We take people out of physical therapy and work them all the way through one-on-one. Then we move them into group classes for long-term sustainability. And we've created a motor around ourselves by doing that. So we essentially don't have anybody competing with us who does the same thing. Everybody's organized around group fitness or personal training, but nobody bridges that gap like we do.
0: Now, you mentioned you have uh, multiple locations for your gym.
1: We actually just have one location because it's so personalized. We have our coaches and our staff and everybody located. In one spot. But the uh, the organization that I run as the chief marketing officer for has about 200 around the world that we replicate the systems. If
0: you had to say one to two to three things that make you successful, what would those things be?
1: Uh, number one, execute. Don't just talk. Uh, there's too many people with too many ideas that they don't ever execute on. Number two, when you actually do something, be consistent with it because nobody's ever consistent with what they do. And number three, build a culture of caring by listening to your customers and making sure your customers and your employees know that you care about them and that you're invested in their success on both ends. And I think it comes down to finally empathy. What are people going to think when you say something and how do we, how do you build interactions to where you already know what they're going to say and you're planning for it? And do you care about what they're going to say and think?
0: Now uh, this question sometimes throws people off, but I'm going to, I'm going to shoot. If you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be? And what would you say to them? Oh,
1: man, I would go back and I would meet my my grandfather Uh, when growing up. He was the man who picked me up in his truck, took me everywhere. Uh, When you met neighbors and anybody who knew him, everybody knew him as the the friendliest guy in town. The one guy you could go to who would have a smile on his face. He would give the shirt off your back and. I think just by being involved with him and knowing him and growing up around him, I really learned a lot about empathy and understanding that people matter and what people think about you and your legacy really matters. And so when you're when you not around anymore, are they going to say, oh, he was a great guy. He really went out of his way to help a lot of people, build a business and a huge center of caring. Or was he a jerk, didn't give a shit about anybody and that was it. And so he's the catalyst to making sure that I'm always in the back of my mind thinking, what would he say? What would he think if he was here?
0: That's awesome. Now, if you had to give the enterprisers, which is what I call my listeners, an actionable tip to improve their lives or businesses today, what would that be?
1: I think my actionable tip would be make sure that you have a long-term plan of success organized. What is your goal five years from now? Four, three, two, one, 90 days, 60 days, 30 days. Map that whole thing out. And then put it on your wall and make sure every decision you make in business goes with that plan. And if you start to veer off because your competitors do something random, look at your wall again and say, is that on my strategic plan? Is that on my long-term plan of success? And I think the biggest thing here as well is when you look at that plan, there's going to be gaps. There's going to be things you organize that you don't necessarily know how to do to get there. That's when you find a mentor. And that's when you find the guy to talk to and the people who you can partner with to help you. Bridge the gap and do the things you're not good at. And it ultimately comes down, ultimately, that comes down to being able to leverage your strengths.
0: That is a super, super good advice. Now, how do, how do we get started today? What's the first step? If I'm um, a business owner and I'm just completely just stuck, I don't know where to even start with the, with the, with the strategic plan. What's the very first step?
1: Very st- first step is just take, where do I want to be five years from now? Write it down. That's it. If you, if you don't, for me, it's, if you don't understand the long term game and you're not playing it, You're always going to be in the what do I do tomorrow mindset and you're always going to try to leverage success, but you're never going to obtain it because you don't have the strategic vision.
0: Now, one of the things that I find is is a problem area is when people are in business for the wrong reason. Um, Speak a little bit about that, about. The why?
1: Your why is fundamentally the concept and the reason and the idea behind what you're doing. Your why is your passion. Your why is the the, the way you're going to get your employees to follow what you do and care about what you do. Your why is going to be what makes your customers feel like they're part of your story. And your why is the reason and the way you're going to display your emotions to people in why you started the business, why the business exists, why it matters. And If you can't display that intelligently and well and emotionally to people, they're not going to want to follow what you do. They're not going to care about what you do, and they're not going to feel like they're part of your story. And so it's, it's really hard to develop a brand and culture in a brand and a specific idea people can buy into without a why that's really powerful.
0: Before I let you go, Chandler, um, do you want to give out your contact information so that folks can reach out to
1: you? Yeah, if you guys want to contact me, you can shoot me an email, Chandler at StoneAgeFuel.com is my favorite email address. And you can also go to my website, chanslogic.com. It's pretty much just an open thing. It's my personal brand. I put a blog up once a week. I put up videos every single day so you can go in there and get all kinds of them. You can probably get lost for decades.
0: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chandler, for sitting down and chatting with uh, with me tonight. I really appreciate you taking the time out.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's
0: exciting. (laughs) Not a problem. Not a problem. So enterprisers, I know that you got a lot out of that conversation because I did. And we we that's what we try to do. We try to bring you entrepreneurs and business owners that have what we call golden nuggets that are going to help move your business and move your life forward in a positive direction so that you can take steps to get into your awesome zone. Go out to the website, enterprise-now.biz, download that three P's to empowerment worksheet. That's going to get you on the right track. We talked a little bit about your plan, your long-term plan strategy. We talked about intelligent work. The, this worksheet is going to help you align your passion, your purpose, and your path so that you know which direction you need to go. So Go out there, download that. It's totally free, costs nothing. If you're already um, a subscriber, go out, download that anyway, or shoot me an email. I'll send it to you um, and that'll get you going in the right direction. Thanks again, guys, for your support. We would not be able to do what we do without you. So thank you guys. And we will talk to you next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.